Hello there and welcome to the latest episode of the Sith Taker Snapshots podcast. I'm your host, Rich Polly, and joining me today is Liam Baker. Bonjour, no. How are you? It, it always surprises me how there's always just the slightest pause, like you don't know that I'm going to say hello to you at the start of the episode when I do it every week. It's because he expects you to do me first. I was. I was closing tabs on my laptop <laughs> and listening, listening passively. You've mixed it up just to confuse everybody. (laughs) Oh no, that's me. I'm Liam. That's me. That's my name. (laughs) Don't worry, Liam. If he does it again, I'll just pretend I'm you and say hello. That's Um, right. It takes me longer than it should to register you talking to me anyway, so. (laughs) Um, Also also joining, he can never wait his turn. It's Ben Hibbert. Hello. You've got some nerve, haven't you? Hello. (laughs) (laughs) Look, look. I told you, the only thing worse than no podcast is dead air on a podcast. So as long as nobody else is talking, I'll fill the space. Nobody just can interrupt. talk because you don't stop. <laughs> just, just interrupt me. Just interrupt me. It's fine. I'm going to have to be the bearer of bad news, mate, and tell you that that doesn't always work. <laughs> Look, if I'm, if I'm in a flow, it's fine. I'll keep going. <laughs> right. I've never known you not to be in a flow. That's the problem. <laughs> Fair enough. All right, we've got a few bits and bobs to talk about today. Um, there's been an awful lot of store championships have happened over the course of the last um, the last week or so. Um, we've got at least two that we know of from the UK, and then about ten have gone off in America. So we're going to touch on the two UK ones in a little bit more detail, um, and then we've got uh, also uh, some. Uh, some stuff um, that AMG have announced a new Worlds Open qualifier. So we'll talk about that first of all, actually, because I've just touched on it. So um, they're, they're happy to announce this is in a this as of about five minutes ago. Um, a publication has gone up at time of recording um, to say we're happy to announce that the Worlds Open qualifier events for 23-24 will be held around the world in the next eight months, from South Africa to Singapore. The UK, California, Australia, blah blah blah. So obviously, we've started this off at um, at the UK Games Expo. Uh, so if you're in America, uh, there's one in Texas, Indianapolis, Washington. Uh, if you're in France, uh, there's one in uh, not announced yet. Uh, <laughs> there's one in uh, there's there's they've they've got the day at 16th to 17th of September, but no location, and it only says Legion. Um, so. Um, Golden State Games in America, that's another one in California. The London Grand Tournament again in London in September, 29th to October Hopefully that doesn't coincide with a a bike race this time. Was it a bike race or a marathon? I can't remember. It was a London marathon, I think. Um, Italy, Starfighters Italia in Casa di Giochi, Milano, which we mentioned a couple of weeks ago. South Africa, um, Poland, Sweden. Yeah. um, (laughs) Canada have got a couple. New Zealand have got one. Um, yeah, China, um, Melbourne, Germany, blah, blah, blah. So basically, there's this big thing. Uh, for UK listeners, the only other one that we're going to get, it looks like, um, is going to be the uh, the London Grand Tournament, uh, LGT. So they've given us a bit more notice this time. They've given us two and a bit months, two and a half months. And I think last time it was about eight weeks. About three days um, last time. Yeah. So, um, yeah, last time it didn't have a great turnout because it coincided with all of the most expensive things in the world happening in London at the same time. So um, if it's held at the same location, though, it is next door to a campsite. So, you know, if you're that way inclined, you can crash in a little 
on, on an airbed under some. So I said that out loud. I didn't mean to. I, I was reading the, the Poland one that it's in Gdansk. Oh, is that because when you read, you have to read out loud? Yeah, because I'm a moron. Okay, cool. That's why I hang around yeah. with you idiots. Fair enough. Um, so, yeah, we've got um, the London Grand Tournament is coming up, plus a bunch of other stuff. It's on the MG website, so fill your boots. Um, right, two store championships that happened uh, in the UK this weekend. Um, first one we're going to touch on is uh, happened oh, at... Sorry, just to interrupt. Did you read the very bit at the bottom? That... I didn't. So there's other locations with more events details to come. And then it has Canada, uh, Central slash West, United Kingdom, Nordics, and Chile. So we might get another one. Cool. Hopefully. Maybe Scotland or something. Yeah, that would be nice. That would be good. Sorry for interrupting. No, it's all good. It's all good. I told you to interrupt me when you've got something to say. (laughs) No. Um, Right. Someone's actually wrote it in the chat as well. (laughs) So we've got, um, as I said, we have uh, two two UK store championships to touch on. Uh, the first one um, happened at Incom Gaming, which is somewhere in the south, judging by the players. Um, or more so south than the other one. Is it Cheltenham, is it? Okay, cool. Um, so there was a good crowd of people there. Um, they had, uh, I think, 19 players, uh, of whom... Uh, and then they played four rounds, and then they did a top four cut. So they followed the tournament structure as suggested in the guidance. Um, you trying so, to set Liam off or what? I am. <laughs> I'm not even being subtle about it. Um, but yeah. Uh, so, um, so King of Swiss was Chris Chivers. Um, I was going to say no relation, but he might be um, flying uh, a Rebel Falcon. Uh, Han Luke, Wedge, Keo, Sabine, that that thing. Um, and it yeah, is him. Is it Martin's it is, brother? Is, is a relation it is Martin's Martin, brother, yeah. I actually I didn't even read the full name. I just saw Chivers assumed it. Assumed it was Martin. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, from the looks of it, Martin wasn't playing. He's not on the list anyway. Um so um the rounding out the top four was James Dowdle of um former one eight six fame that we mentioned as having turned up at the Welsh Open to learn how to play X Wing again and he's gone three and one and made cut. Um, no spoilers, but he was also flying the same list. Um, so Bartosz's list that he won Expo with. Um, down to oh no, sorry, not different. Oh no, no, same. Uh, I thought he had a different hand build, but he doesn't. He's got the same one. I think the variation here is Beskar versus Lone Wolf on Sabine. I think that genuinely seems to be the change. Um, then we've got, I think it's Craig Bradford. Uh, flying yep. a resistance falcon, so he had Poe Falcon with Lulonia Nominello Asti, so uh, a six and three five. No, he could have just looked at this one. <laughs> it's probably better than the one I sent you. I think it's um, pretty much the same, actually. Uh, near enough. And then rounding out, no, slightly different. Rounding out top four, Stevie B of Exile Squadron. So that is Steve Bolton, isn't it? Yep. Well done, Steve. Top four. Of a thing went three and one made cut. Uh, his list he was flying first order, so Malarus, Midnight, Whirlwind, Quick Draw, Kylo. So, is this the thing? No, it's not, it's not the thing. It does have cluster missile Whirlwind with optics, so it's got all of that horrible stuff and it's got a swarm tactics on Quick Draw. But he's uh traded Whisper Kylo, he's traded some other stuff around to not have quite as many attacks. 
He's still got a lot of attacks. He's got concussion missiles in Kylo rather than clusters. So he's got more of a range three threat. But yeah, first order, still good. Who knew? Um, if he played Malarus right for once. <laughs> um, we'll pour one out for um, Andy Cam and Toby Harris, who both finished uh, with three and one, but um, who didn't get into the top four. So uh, both flying Imperials, uh, Andy flying um, bombers with Vader uh, and Marek. So three bombers and uh, two TIE X1s. And Toby, who I'm always interested to look at Toby's lists because they sometimes a bit interesting. Yes, he's got Suntir Fell, Rampage <laughs> in a Heavy, um, Major Vermeil in a Reaper, Tomax Bren in a Bomber and Major Rhymer in a Bomber. So he's traded out a Bomber and used the points to, uh, I have no idea. Is Ramp- No, Rampage isn't the one that double double cuts. Rampage is the one, I think it's something about being range one, it gives you strain or something. Oh, right. I, I can't remember the exact without actually looking. Okay, but Suntier fell with marksmanship, dead eye shot, and shield upgrade. So, dead eye shot being the one where you can turn a crit down to a hit in order to expose a damage card, and then he's got marksmanship to generate the crit. And with Suntier hunting bullseyes anyway, a little bit leaning into that. So, it's sneaky, sneaky little way for him to push additional damage um yeah seems solid um so yeah they, they all went three and one um then we'll look at top cut uh so the event was won by james dowdle uh he beat steve on top table um so well done james turns out that if you were good at x-wing four years ago and you haven't played since um a few games knocks the rust off fairly quickly <laughs> so yeah <laughs> seems good um yeah, I mean, that Rebel list is, I mean, it's everywhere. Um, yeah. I'm just going to have a quick look on Pattern Analyzer and see how many Falcons there were at the event. Um, I might do might do this for all the ones that we're going to talk about. We'll do an over- tells me that maybe Falcons are going to get a, a bit of a points change at some point. <laughs> oh, something's something's got to happen to change them there. Do you, think, do you think they could just maybe get rid of the gunner, like change it so you can't get the double shot maybe? If you just ban Bistan... They lose a lot, and then everyone will moan that I they've just, broken them instead of brought them in line. Do you think people would still use them? He's still, he's he's still high six, um, big base boost. Yeah, they'd do it through tears, though. Well, you get that over, over uh, some fact, don't you? No. So, no, I, mean... I, I induce tears with them. <laughs> so at this one, Rebels were a third of the field. And then fit like at thirty one percent, and then the next biggest was Empire at like fifteen sixteen percent. Um, so I mean, Rebels has got twice as many um, people showing up. It's nice that Rebels is getting its time in the sun. I, I will be honest again. It, it's nice that they are, but because they tend to be good for a little bit and then get thumped into the ground, um, and it takes a bit of time for them to come back. But um, so. Chassis distribution for the Rebel Alliance, there were 66%, uh, two-thirds of the Rebel lists had a Falcon in. Um, so, yeah, it's. Um, I'm just going to have a look and look at uh, that's compositions. So the most common pilot was Malarus, Merlin, kind of a Keo. Yeah, a lot of rebel lists. So Han Solo turned up at in eighth place with four. So four out of the nineteen had Han, and then another two had Poe. So there were six Falcons at this tournament. Six. 
which isn't bad. It's only one in three tables, um, unless you've got mirror matches. Uh, but yeah, um, looks like there was a, a fair old spread of stuff around there. There was a lot of, I mean, there was only two instances of Bodica, which means that some people were flying the uh, the, the Ollie and Louis Leong from Expo version with Han and Bodica, but um, obviously haven't done as well as, as with the Luke version that's, uh, that's won the event. So, ooh, should we move on to the next one? Yep. Okay, Sheffield. We're up north, so opposite ends of the country in Con Gaming, and this one was at Patriot Games in Sheffield itself. Um, so uh, a lot of people that we're very familiar with because they play a lot in our kind of local events because, you know, they're just the other side of the Pennines. Um, and a shout-out to Sith Takers representing over there was Tom Reed, who went, uh, 2-0 and then lost his third game and dropped and went home because he's in it for a tournament invite uh, for a world's invite I think so as soon as it's off the table he was like yep gone um, and to Oliver Taylor Holmes who we're going to try and get on next week when we've not got quite so many um, things to go through because he's a new player and this was his first tournament that he's gone to and snagged a win so we want to have a quick chat with um, with players from across kind of the spectrum because he's only been playing for about six months um and he's super keen and super enthusiastic and and is learning a lot and we can see him learning really fast so i think it'd be interesting to have him on for a quick chat can on the I, podcast can i ask a question no. uh-huh. why was an invite off the table when he lost one it's a three and one and then top four cut right no no, no liam liam you're being a bit a bit facetious and slightly disingenuous <laughs> Um, but you've given me an opportunity to use two big words in one sentence, so I'm going to thank you for that. Um, so the event was, uh, there was 18 players, and the TO decided to run um, basically just four rounds of Swiss, so whoever goes 4 no wins, um, rather than the recommended structure, which is uh, four rounds of Swiss and then a cut to top four. Um, it makes sense with a smaller event. Um, so this is 18 players, which isn't small for a store championship. But, you know, if you have a defined winner and winner in inverted commas after four rounds of the one person who's gone undefeated, you can either call it there or you can say, right, let's carry on and have a have a top four, um, which you could do. And I know that, you know, it's it's frustrating if you go to an event and you lose your first tournament due to bad luck or variance or something that you don't then have a chance to try and, you know, jump back into cut and get revenge of the Swiss on people. Uh, but ultimately, TOs can make a decision and it's to their discretion. So it's recommended structure in the box, not a, man- not a mandated structure. So let's talk about who won the event then, having talked about the Sith takers that didn't win. So Tom Fields end one. Uh, we've had Tom on the podcast before. Episode, we've looked it up, 193, uh, where he talks an awful lot about Ray. Um, so if you want to hear Tom's takes on Ray um, and why she's the best ship in the game, um, there's about an hour and 45 minutes of it in episode 193. So um, <laughs> we've um, Tom was flying Ray with... Um, and it, this is actually super interesting for me because... A lot of people are leaning into kind of Falcon plus three or uh, sorry Falcon plus four kind of lists, like you know, mimicking the Rebel version. Um, but 
Tom has gone Ray for seven points and then proper big daddy Poe Dameron with overdrive thrusters, black one, proton torpedoes, the whole shebang. Uh, another seven points, so two seven-point ships. Then Eloasti um, with Predator, Lone Wolf, and R4. And then BB-8 with Han Solo for the many evades if he just wants to be annoying and not die. And ATP because he's got a point left over. Um, I know from talking to Tom prior to the event that he has circled around that four-point ship so many times between Lulo and Kaz and Snap. But he settled on LO, um, I think because the I-5 is good and the loadout that he settled on there means that LO can go and offer a flank um, and have re-rolls um, between Lone Wolf and Predator, have defensive and offensive re-rolls if he needs it. Um, and yeah, um, Poe's great. Ray, if you can fly a Falcon well, is still a hot menace. Um, so it's a, it's a very solid list. Um, any opinions on that from you two? Any thoughts? Not really. No. I mean, I mean it's, 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 it's a four-ship list. It's a four-ship list. It's the same Ray build we've been seeing all over the shop. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was a double Ray final, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. I yeah, mean, so... Ray is possibly the closest to 1.0 mods we can get in this game. Because yeah. of uh, all the crew you can put on her, I think generally, uh, genuinely at seven points she may be a bit undercosted, but at eight points she was evidently overcosted. But yeah. I think that's more of an issue with the faction itself. Well, Hans come down from eight to seven and is everywhere. Ray's come down from eight to seven and is everywhere. So, you know, there's a thing there that Falcons at eight were a little bit too much, but at seven they may be a little bit too cheap. Problem is, if you kill the loadout, then they become like they're they're effective because of the upgrades that you can put on them. Um, the challenge being, if you cut the loadout and cut the cost of some of the key upgrades so that they fit within the new loadout, then those key upgrades more easily fit into other ships where previously they didn't. Um, and then you start unlocking weird combos elsewhere that currently aren't really playable. So. It's a bit of a difficult balancing act, and it would probably be made easier if we weren't trying to fit it all within 20 points. Um, but, you know, we've had that discussion ad infinitum in the past. So, um, yeah, you mentioned before that Matt, um, Matt Farr, so well done, Matt, for getting to top table um, and going undefeated until, until the last round. Um, Matt was also using a Ray build. He's got the same Ray build, um, so it's, it's fairly cookie cutter at this point. Um, just to to read out it's heroic rose finn novice technician engine upgrade and and title um matt had it paired up with zori bliss with wartime loadout and plasma torpedoes um and some other stuff uh nian num with pattern analyzer reroll droid heroic and hlc this is a great build and eloasti so um all at five um you've got an m9g8 bot in there on eloasti giving rerolls to somebody probably ray to make her even more aggressive and offensive and possibly save her force um, because Nyendam's got re-rolls. I suspect the final here came down to the fact that Tom had a very, very good I-6 to um, to dance around with um, and there was uh, no... I was sad, put it down to salvage as well. Tom's list is more key to taking out things in salvage, whereas Matt Farr probably did 
concentrate on some of the objectives and then lost some of the actions and then just got punched. I mean, Tom's list's got BBA in it for salvage. He will just pick up a crate and then roll around in a corner, scoring a point to turn for a two-point ship. Um, he's also got Elo, who doesn't always need to be barrel rolling and boosting. Um, but they, he could have been running around with two crates um, on two ships for quite a bit of time. And on a four-ship v four-ship, it's a bit, yeah, it's a bit, bit last points, isn't it? <laughs> for two four-ship lists zooming around. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it, I've I've seen there are some um, bat refs and stuff out there that people have talked about the final and stuff. So, um, sadly, it wasn't streamed. Um, but yeah, so well done to Matt and for final table. Well done to Tom for winning it. Um, the other top four. So had we had we run uh, into a cut, um, we had Kester Smith um, flying first order. Um, he came third with three and one with LeHughes, Wrath, Kylo in a whisper, uh, Malarus in a FO, and Midnight in an FO. Um, so lots of. Lots of stuff going on, lots of shenanigans and antics, and that's the only thing that I can think of to describe what goes on with this list. Um, Wrath being the whisper that if he sloops through you, he gets a free lock or something. Uh, Wrath is the one that double taps if he's got a red token. Uh, a yeah, non, yeah, yeah. Not a one, sorry, one non lock red token. Yeah. So, a stress, so he can double tap then, yeah. Yeah. So he can sloop behind you. Um, pattern analyzer, um, focus jam, and then he can iron cannon you as well as take a normal shot. So it's all very disgusting, let's be honest. And predator for those lovely, lovely, lovely rerolls in that big, vicious three dice bullseye. Um, so um, yeah, there was a bit of a there was a bit of an odd one in uh, in this one um, where when you looked at the players who were two and one at the uh, in the final game or sorry in the in the the two three and oh games there were three people called tom and one person called matt um and three resistance lists and one rebel list and it was like oh what's going to happen so or was that the two and oh games anyway so basically you had you had tom reed tom veal tom fields end and matt far um playing through for uh at three and a, must have been two and oh because tom dropped after that one um so it was it was funny to watch that kind of whittling down um so yeah it just turns out that if you want to win a store championship or do well in a store championship in sheffield be called tom and fly resistance on average anyway um yeah and then fourth place was uh pete mccabe pete mccabe was fly scum and villainy uh, so he had Han Solo in the Falcon. Falcon. Yeah, that thing. Different Falcon, though. Different one. Uh, he had Dirge in the rogue class with proton cannons and stuff. Uh, Lee Mackay with a Y-Wing, so threatening those double-modded uh, plasma torpedoes. Um, Arliz Hadrassian, who is a Y-Wing with an iron cannon turret and concussion missiles. And that's all I'm going to say. And Dace Bonearm with a four-point moldy crow. Um, with cutthroat and overtuned modulators and an engine upgrade and Lando Calrissian and all sorts of stuff going on. I can see that that will have caught a few people out with that um, Moldy Crow plus overtuned modulators plus Lando Calrissian um, interaction. 
get any free rerolls off your three tokens and then if you get a turn where you've got no tokens you can always overturn modulators and get a whole big bunch of calculates um so, i think all is is pretty decent as well to be fair what does our liz do because i haven't looked I'm, i was guessing that's why you skipped over <laughs> uh, but why you perform a front arc attack if you were damaged before the modified dice step, you may change one of your focus results to a crit result. Okay. While you defend, sure. if you are damaged, you must change one of your eye results to a blank. So it's very uh, a high and low payoff. Okay, so it gives you a free focus mod on attack, but it nerfs your focus results on defense. With this Y wing, basically, it means you've got a three and eight chance to evade something if you're focusing rather than a five and eight. Yeah, okay. So once you start taking damage, you're likely to die, but you hit harder on the way out. Seems yeah. good. It's nice to see something a little bit different, to be honest, going three and one. Um, yeah, I don't think Dace is a ship that you lean into Dace's weird eye on ability on. Um, if it happens, it happens and you're happy. Um, but it's really nice to see um, some different stuff, like just looking at the Han Solo build, and it's like so many upgrades it's like trick shot agile gunner title the child mandalorian rigged cargo shoot and an engine upgrade um so yeah still more falcons with lots and lots of things um i just have a quick uh look on the stats on this one as well um for volume of falcons let's have let's have a quick guess how many falcons are we gonna have Ten. I, so from what people said who were there they said it was literally wall-to-wall falcons like everywhere you looked there was falcons and there were tables with two falcons on like lists with two falcons because dan athy was there um <laughs> so a hundred percent of rebel lists had a falcon um <laughs> an x-wing and and sabine uh, a, a rebel tie, a, a rebel tie fighter. Let's assume it's Sabine. The X-wing might have been different, um, but I don't think it was. Um, so I'll just have a quick look at Rebel Alliance by faction. So there were, f- f- there was only two people flying rebels, um, with four falcons. So it was two people flying the same list. Um, then we had resistance. We had three rays. But only one pull and one BB-8. Um, so yeah, so three rays. So we're on seven, and then we go to scum, and we'll probably find that it's one, and it's going to be eight, <laughs> uh, two, nine. So nine falcons in Sheffield. <laughs> I thought that wasn't too far off when I said ten. No, you were close enough. Like I mean, it's a bit crazy though. Um. Yeah, it's ge- genuinely just like look looking at the rebel the, the rebel chassis distribution, and it's literally just three blocks: hundred percent Falcon, hundred percent X Wing, hundred percent Sabine Stai, and that's because both of them were flying Han, Lando, Luke, Sabine, or whatever it is that list. Um, yeah, double double Falcon, Luke, Sabine. So, yeah. Okay. Anyway. It's a cool ship go. to see around, isn't it? They're like a movie ship. So yeah. I, I don't yeah. feel so bad. It's only like we see Vader everywhere for um, the Imperials. So. 
I mean, I guess the question is, and it's probably a question that anybody going to a store championship needs to ask themselves if they've got illusions of winning, is what is good against those Falcon lists? Like, not a specific Falcon, not a specific list, but if you're thinking, there's gonna, I'm definitely going to be playing against that player who's definitely going to be using a Falcon, what do I bring? And in my head, it's like something swarmy, but quite resilient that can actually soak up the initial flurry of shots and then start blocking. The problem uh, is, 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 sorry, go on, mate. No, carry on. Shut up. I was just going to say the problem with blocking is that you still get your red focuses and they're still double tapping. Um, yeah. If they're Han, they're still getting the big, massive, punchy shots if they're Ray. Because um, even if you block her, she takes a focus and still does five dice out of the front if something else is in range one of the front arc. So I think if you're yeah. up against Ray or any of the Falcon, really, if you don't think you can, you've got to catch it that one turn, haven't you? If you don't think you can wipe them out in like a turn or two. Sometimes it's better just to leave it alone, maybe get some objectives. Yeah. You know, if if you're up against Rain, you're a three-ship lit, you're probably not going to kill it. Yeah. So there's no point sinking shots into it. Yeah. I mean, if you catch Ray and that, that, that Ray and has you in front arc, there's so much nonsense that you can do with Heroic and Rose um, like and Finn. So basically, you know, you're rolling two dice at range three in front dark and adding a blank. Yeah. So if you roll bad and you roll like blank focus or whatever, you can spend the focus to take a lock for next turn. You can add the blank, then you can re-roll the two blanks with heroic, and then you can spend your force to, you know, <laughs> change a blank. And then, you know, so you're very likely to bounce like two damage or at least, well, say, one and a half um without needing to spend anything and you get a free target lock at the end of it um, <laughs> and you know if you just roll two evades you just add the blank and you get a target lock anyway so you know it's i mean you can blanks in the blanks and ray can just die um if if her dice don't hold up because she gets four starred very very quickly but um i remember from when we talked to tom in in that episode about it he said he flies her like a giant a-wing um like he just turns her away and uses the rear arc and then sloops to come back in and that kind of stuff um, when it's safe to do so. Where a lot of people, I think the mistake they make with Ray is they just smash her in and expect her to die. Um, one of the things Tom is very, very good at with his Ray is not losing her and not shipping those seven points to your opponent. So, yeah. Turns out that if you fly the same list for like five years without changing much of it, that you get quite good with it. And then when the meta swings towards making your list good and the points changes drop so that your your ship fits with better other ships, then suddenly you go from being like, oh, if only I could win, but Ray's bad, to I'm crushing you all. <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> right. So that's Sheffield. Uh, once again, well done to, uh, well done to Tom uh, for grabbing the win. Right. Now, we're going to take a very quick canter through um, America. <laughs> we're going to take a very quick canter through America, but before we do that, Tim has pointed out that looking at the AMG article, um, the London Grand Tournament has not yet announced whether it will have X-Wing at it. It has only announced that it will have Legion. So we are still waiting to see if there will be an X-Wing tournament at the London GT. Um, so don't rush off and buy tickets <laughs> and a hotel for London um, in whenever it was the at the back end of September. 
Um, and if you've already done it, I hope you've got a cancellation policy, and, and I'm sorry. Um, so, um, but as as previously mentioned, uh, as Ben previously mentioned, there are still other events and, and, and other dates and stuff to be announced. So, um, so yeah, there's been like there's been like ten store championships in America um, that have happened over the course of the last kind of week or so. Um, so we're going to literally canter through them and maybe touch on the top list if we can find it um, and kind of let's play more of the how many Falcons were at this event game. Um, so the first one was um, at, I'm going to say, GameStorm Gaming. Um, it was run by Saruman the White and it was in Illinois, uh, which is somewhere in the middle of America. Um, it didn't actually have a lot of falcons. I'll be honest; I'm quite disappointed. Um, and the player who went, the player who went 0 and 4, did have a falcon. Um, he had uh, what looks like ollies. Um, so there's a fang, a fang, an X-wing, an A-wing, and a falcon. But there was one, two, uh, three, four, four falcons, maybe five in this uh, in this tournament. Uh, it was won by Kylo Reynolds, and he hasn't got his list up. So well done, Kylo. Um, we won't talk about your list um, because it's not there. Uh, and they played four rounds with no cut. Uh, so there you go. Uh, so well done. Here. I mean, at least they played all four rounds. There was no intentional draws. None of that nonsense has happened. <laughs> um, right. Oh, you know, here's an interesting one. So the next one was the IPG Store Championship, which was held somewhere in uh, I don't know, somewhere in America. Um, but we don't actually have a. Um, North America, oh, Mountain. North America. It was. It was actually. It was hosted by Paul Larue. So, yeah, Mountain Time. So that's somewhere in kind of the Midwest-ish, West-ish. Is it? Is it near the Grizzlies? <laughs> Probably. Um, well, I think this might actually be Canada, um, because we've got Edmonton, which is Alberta. So this is probably Canada. Um, so Andrew T. It was won by Andrew T. Um, Andrew T was using uh, what what is an interesting rebel list um, that I'm going to talk through because it doesn't have a falcon. It has got Luke Skywalker at six points, so big, full fat look, not Battle of Yavin look. Um, he's got proton torpedoes and an R3 astromech because that makes sense, and a shield upgrade and a marksmanship. So. Uh, why not keep your double modded proton torpedoes alive for an extra turn? Makes sense. It's got then three A-wings, which I really like, but I can never figure out how to build them or how to make them do damage. So it's got Tycho, um, who we love, with Magpulse warheads, heavy laser cannons, starboard slash and elusive. Um, so no more double mods by cheating compassion, um, just a bunch of ways to do quite big attacks. Um, piled in with his enormous loadout. I think he's got like 15 points or something stupid. Um, plus elusive is always good, as we know. Uh, Keel Venzi, instead of going uh, offense with Keel, they've gone uh, Thread Tracers and Elusive. And then Sabine with Clan Training, Besco Reinforced Plating, and Mandalorian Optics. So the full Mando suite on Sabine. And then Old Pops Crail, who is a lovely, lovely addition in the Y-Wing, um, with plasma torpedoes, cluster missiles, chopper, seismic charges, and a dorsal turret. So Pops is going to be doing missiles 
at you if you're in his front arc. He's going to be rolling three dice. He might be rolling more than that. And Pops has the, got the ability where if he does a blue move, I think he gets a free focus or can pass a focus to somebody. Um, so he might be helping Tycho with mods or uh, helping himself to some free punchy stuff. So, yeah. And this list won. Um, went 4 no. Love it. I do like Pops. Uh, to be fair, that's probably my favourite rebel list. I think it's simply because it doesn't have a falcon in. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's got it's got enough firing arcs to be able to threaten falcons, right? So, um, it's it's got the it's got the you know a lot of small shots. But if you pile everything in close, um, it's also like it's quite hard to kill. Because um, everything, like Luke has got his defensive thing, and, and he obviously can die um, if he forgets to roll paint. Um, Pops will die because he's a Y wing, but you've then got three very hard to kill A wings that are going to just be fairly consistently punching you um, and able to just tick a little bit of damage through until suddenly your Falcon is on one health and having to run away. Um, so, um, Rebels can take a filthy little seven swarm list. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, you've been playing it, haven't you? That was a laugh, yeah. I won't play it again, but it was fun. <laughs> um, so the, the ship that was playing off for the win, or the, the player that was playing off for the win, um, we're looking at this on Roll Better, so apologies for the, the Jolly Pirate nicknames um, <laughs> that we have to go with, but um, we don't have real names, was Poultry Bane. Um, so he's somebody who kills chickens, or maybe ducks and geese. Um, and he had a uh, a First Order God, of his bit Alan Partridge there, wasn't it? Do apologise. Um, <laughs> he had a first order um, list with uh, Whisper Kylo, Blackout in a Silencer, Nightfall in, in a Whisper, and then Malarus and Scorch. So a bunch of solid pieces that we've seen across the piece, I guess. Yeah, Lone Wolf on Blackout. So there's a little block of four, or maybe a block of three, plus um, Kylo and Blackout on opposite flanks, and yeah, looks pretty nice. I don't understand first order though. What do you think of that, Liam? I like it. I mean, you've got two i fives in Kylo, who is possibly one of the best i fives in the game. A really solid five point ship who will push damage out, and this one will survive. Yeah, Onreg really good. It seems weird seeing Vonreg without Daredevil, but they've got a point increase, I think. It so I can see why they're not taking it. It doesn't have Von Reg. Which list are you looking at? He's got PLR. Blackout. No, we're looking at um, Poultry Murderer, whatever. Poultry Bane. Poultry Bane, yeah. Yeah, PLR was... Uh, he had a bit of Von Reg. So the the one in third. He finished in third, but he was the player who wasn't playing on top table. Rounds, a click on Poultry Bane. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's coming with the right one now. Oh, yeah, this is similar to the stuff that I thought I'd like to run. So, yeah, Kylo, Blackout, Nightfall, Malarus, and Scorch. Uh, Malarus and Scorch are some of the best three-pointers in FO. Possibly the two best uh, First Order TIE Fighters. Nightfall, I love it. It's the standard build, marksmanship, proton rocket, sensor scramblers. So you can't lock him down. And then by the time you think you can, he's putting jam tokens on you. Uh, Kylo... Instinctive Aim, Malice, Fanatical, Concussion Missiles, Sense Scramblers, and Enhanced Jamming Suite. Really solid. I 
don't like instinctive aim without optics. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I'm just too... He's, taken, he's taken malice there, hasn't he? He's taken yes, malice instead. Malice will bring a focus or a uh, hit result to a crit. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's really solid. Blackout's great. Solid five-point ship. Uh, proton rockets, I can see why he's taking that on him because it's an it's an I-5 with, uh, with access to either re uh, reposition. And Lone Wolf who probably flies him as a flanker and then just takes, starts taking pot shots at things through rocks. Yeah, fairly good. Uh, so 15 players at this one. Uh, guess the number of falcons that happened in Canada. Six. No, it was one. Oh. They've, they've clearly not got the memo about the UK falcon meta. Um, <laughs> I mean, there was a guy who went two and two who had three B-wings and two A-wings in his list. So... You know, um, yeah, it was like I don't know what's going on. I want I want to go and play over in that. So that looks like it's a hell of a fun um, place to play X Wing because there's there's just some absolute nonsense cruising around down there, um, right? Um, the K Town. It could have been that nonsense at the UK ones. We just didn't. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> All right, we've got another one, which is uh, this was in France actually. Um, L'Association Catano organise un tournoi X-Wing store officiel. Could be um, French Canadian. Uh, no, it's in France though. Um, and I know because I recognise some of the players. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, sorry, the, the player uh, handles. So this one was, uh, so they played again four rounds of, um, of Swiss. They have got the Falcon memo, so we'll get to have a bit of fun with that one um, <laughs> at the end. Um, this was won by um, somebody whose internet pirate nickname is Zaretas. Um, and he was flying a resistance list with a Falcon in it. But it was Lando, not Ray. Um, so he's got C3PO, Ray, Gunner, engine upgrade, and the title on Lando. So Lando, when he does a red action, uh, which is C3PO's red coordinate, then can spend charges to do other actions or to give actions to other people. Um, he's then got Eloasti um, in a T70 with underslung blaster cannon and other stuff, but I can't get past Underslung Blaster Cannon, so cool. <laughs> um, got Zori Bliss with the standard loadout of Dorsal R4 Plasma Torpedoes and, and Wartime Loadout. Um, then Lega Fossang, who is one of the three-point Y-Wings with Dorsal Turret, Seismic Charges, and Wartime Loadout. So that's some bomb control. And then BB-8 with ATP and Han Solo, which is one of the two standard BB-8 builds, the other one being Chewbacca. Um, so... I mean, I, I can see all of the interactions in this, and it's crazy. Like, I don't think I would have chosen any of these ships to go together, but they're all individually good. Um, yeah. Remember when we thought that Lando was going to break the game? I still think he's really, really good. The problem is you can't undercost him. Like, he was eight, he dropped to seven. But he dropped to seven at the same time as Ray. So if you're going to spend seven points on a Falcon, you've got Ray and Poe in the in the line ahead of Lando. Um, the fact that this guy has taken Lando and has won this tournament is it's amazing. Like, well done to um, Zaretas, whoever you are. Um, 
Sometimes if you sign into Rollbetter, you get the names as well. Yeah, it's a pay for feature or something, or you need to be the. Um, I I am signed in. You need to be yeah. uh, the. You need to be the TO of the tournament to oh, see real names. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. Um, That's so why the, I hate it so much. <laughs> the other list that went to top table was um, and oh, wait a minute, that can't be right. I was going to say the other list that went to top table was um, the guy who finished fifth. It was he got uh, two. Two wins, one draw, one loss. Um, so the well, there was a pair. There were some weird pairings um, due to draws, um, but uh, it was a rebel list again with no falcon. Um, so it had wedge um, in five point wedge. Is that battle of Yavin wedge? Predator crack shot R four. No, that's not. That's a full fat wedge, isn't it? Yeah, he came down to five yeah. points, but yes. he can't take points. Three on top, you know, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah, he does. That's right. But full fat wedge can't take torps now. Luke Skywalker, Battle of Yavin. So that's another five pointer. Then Ahsoka Tano in an A wing with shattering shot, trick shot, and concussion missiles. So that's a loadout that's been around for like a year um, and hasn't changed. Um, it's still good. Um, Hall Okand, the Battle of Yavin Y wing, and then Sabine in a Tie Fighter with Lone Wolf. Um, so he was the other top table um, player. Um, but looking at it, if he'd won top table, he'd have got three wins and one draw. Yeah, he would have won the event um, over the three wins and one losses, people. Um, so, uh, okay, let's go for a number of Falcons. You already know there was one because of Lando. Seven. I'll go eight then. Seven. Yes. Seven. Um, Fuck it, Liam. It was it was nearly six until Neo Jedi, who came fifteenth, had two falcons and one ghost, like an absolute legend. Well, that was it. Yeah, Han Solo, oh, wow. Han Solo, Lando Calrissian, and Chopper. Um, that's some so. balls. <laughs> yeah. oh, so that's only Rebel Falcons, though, isn't it? Uh, no, I've counted all the falcons. One, two. Hang on, I've brought it up. One, two, three, four, three, five, four, six, five, six, seven, eight. Where are you getting the last one from? Uh, right at the bottom. Yeah, I've counted that one. One, two, three, four. This is great content. Five, six, seven. Oh, you were right. Eight. I skipped one in the middle. Suck it. It's eight. It's too late, Liam. You can't go back, sis. <laughs> okay. Uh, so there you go. Right, next one. Um, we've got loads of these still to go, so we're going to have a bit of fun. Um, so um, the next tournament, this ha- happened in California. Um, at Jerupa Valley, Riverside, California, US. Um, they had a cut and everything by the looks of it. Um, and it was won by, uh, it was won by some guy called Rye Tackle, who um, I think we know that's Ryan Farmer from what used to be Minoc podcast, Fly Better podcast, um, who have stopped. So well done to Ryan. I know he doesn't listen, but um, for winning this one, he has taken. How many people? Um, uh, it was quite a big one. It was a 22-person store champ. Well done. Um, so they got the Falcon memo. They got, boy, did they get the Falcon memo. But <laughs> they had 28 sign-ups, but they had uh, one, two, three, four, five, six people dropped without playing. So I susp- I'm not sure what happened. Not turning up. Um, I don't know. Maybe California's on fire again or something. Like it happens like once a year. Um but I mean, there's a, a fair few names that you'll have 
probably heard of on this. Rathos was there, um, who does uh, Yasby, the Yasby dev, um, as well as a few others. Um, so Ryan was flying um, Han Solo, Fen Rao, Luke Skywalker, and Keo Venzi. So uh, Keo Venzi with Duke. So I think this is the list that we talked about last week or the week before that Andrew Cox won his store championship with in Florida. Um, trading Fenrau in for um, kind of and like moving ships around. So you've got those two I-6s. Um, it might actually be one to try um, if you can fly Falcons, which I can't. Um, so maybe I should stop saying I can't fly Falcons and try and learn how to do it because uh, they're quite good. <laughs> Did he used to fly Falcons? Oh, no, it was Dash. Yeah, he, he, that was Dash, yeah. Yeah, he um, had it easy mode. Yeah, so uh, Falcons won... Oh, there's a lot of people have flown that archetype. There's a lot of people with like Falcon, Falcon Fang, X Wing, A Wing. Um, yeah, seven, eight. Uh, yeah, there's like eight, eight Falcons in the uh, in the recorded lists here. Um, it's worth pointing out that one player did go um, into cut and then dropped. Um, I think. Uh, or lost. Uh, yeah, he lost. Um, he lost his game. Uh, who was flying scum and villainy? Um, so uh, I'm just going to have a quick look at his list. Um, Dengar, Fenrau, Dirge, and Cad. Oh, this is interesting because Josh at Club has been flying this or something very similar to this. Basically, he has double proton cannons where this guy's got sync laser cannons on Cad. But you've got two sixes, a five, and a four. Um, I'd and... just like to take this moment to point out that last time Rich played, he let um, Josh get both proton cannons in turn. I still won. <laughs> it doesn't matter. You'd still took two proton cannons. <laughs> <laughs> I, had, I had a medium base ship that was telegraphed going to stop that turn. It doesn't uh, and, matter. You still let it happen. And he barrel rolled behind a rock with one of his ships to make it happen so he could get the shot. <laughs> so he took two damage with that ship for, for the privilege <laughs> of doing it. Um I did not think he was going to do it, but he did. So, um, <laughs> so yeah, um, so that's an interesting uh, scum list, like leaning into the high initiative um, to, to punch back against the stuff that's going on. But, I mean, this is a hugely top-heavy top heavy rebel um, event. There was six of the top eight lists were rebels, and then there was a republic um, list, and then obviously the scum list. Um, so the republic list was three arcs and probably kickback and Anakin. Um, I know Mace kickback Siege of Coruscant three Siege of Coruscant arcs kickback and then Mace Windu in a 7B Ether Sprite for 5 points with heightened perception so offsetting his, uh, his low initiative by murdering you on the on the old initiative kill so um, yeah I like that good nice um, next one North America Central can't tell you anything else about it um, but <laughs> Oh, right. So there was some guy called Nathan Idy playing at it, and he won. So, um, yeah, it feels like it's kind of like, okay. Uh, there was eight people at the event, and um, uh, Nathan and his opponent have played the last game. Uh, okay. So Nathan and Diogenes drew, uh, looks like an ID. No, no, it was a genuine draw. Drew round three, um, and uh, then one. Uh, Nathan went on and won his last game. Uh, so 
Um, I don't think we've got, oh no, we do have lists. So Nathan is flying first order. Wouldn't have seen that come in. Major Von Reg, Kylo, Scorch, Gideon Hask, and Commander Malarus. Uh, Gideon Hask in the Z-Class shuttle with a sensor boy suite. Scorch with feedback ping. All sorts of stuff going on here. Wow, that's a good one. Liam, are you paying attention? I am. I'm looking at his list now. Can you unpack that? Because I kind of get what most of it does. But So you've got Von Reg with crackshot marksmanship, pattern analyzer, and magpulse warheads. That makes sense. That's an I-6. Yeah. Yes. Then you've got Whisper Kylo with brilliant invasion, predator, sensor scramblers, afterburners, and jamming suite. So double repositioning and all sorts of nonsense into jams with that yeah. Kylo. And he can't get locked while yeah. he's cloaked, so he just gets there, gets in, gets his positioning without penalty. Oh, like and then oh, he goes like, exactly where he wants. Well, the brain has just gone five decloak, five forward, afterburners boost, barrel roll, barrel roll, and then still have force to modify your shot. I've been sick in my mouth. And the um, person you're shooting at has probably got a jam token, so they've got yeah. no tokens. Uh, and you can do that turn one because you start you start cloak, don't you? Yes. Yeah. So scorch with feedback ping, magpulse warheads, and a bomblet generator. So feedback ping is the thing where if somebody moves within a certain, and this is in a this is a tie bomber. Uh, so if somebody moves within, is it range one or two of a device? You get a free lock. Is that right? Range one, yeah. Okay. Then Gideon Hask has got sensor boys, which are devices that you drop down so that feedback ping works better. And you stick them over in the middle of the board somewhere. Right. Then biohexacrypt code so that if you've got a lock on somebody, you can jam them or coordinate them from the other side of the board. Yep. Agent Terex for free calculates or maybe jams later in the game with a tactical officer for white coordinates. Oh, there's... Oh, no. this My my head's exploded. And Commander Malarus with cluster missiles. I understand Commander Malarus with cluster missiles. <laughs> but that... Oh, there's some there's some absolute nonsense going on here. And, I, like, I would fly into the middle of it and just cry as it happened to me and then say, well done, mate, and lose. Yeah, this is... So the interesting bit of this is the Gideon Hask mechanic. So Von Reg can, if he still wants his three dice gun and he's shooting against something that's got a damage, mm-hmm. he can then take a strain after he's rolled his two dice, if it's worth it, to then roll an additional one. Mm-hmm. So you see two results first. So you take the strain, you're still getting your, uh, your three dice. Yeah. He's probably not going to get a shot because you are going to be a bit elusive with him. You're going to start skirting the edges and looking for your, your approach angles. Yeah. So I, there's I a lot think... of chips here that don't take penalty, really. Yeah. I think that rules interaction has been clarified that you have to you roll your attack dice. Like all of the rules say that you put together the dice that you're going to roll in attack and then you roll them. Um and you can't add another dice and roll it. You can re-roll dice. You can add a result and re-roll it, but you can't add a dice to your rolled pull after you've rolled. Um, I think that was clarified. I can't find a reference like off the top of it now, but I have a feeling that 
the way that the 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 attack step is worded, there's no opportunity to add that one. So it's Hask operates outside that because it's while you or a friendly ship at range zero to two performs a primary attack against the damaged defender, if the attacker rolled two or fewer attack dice, it may gain gain one strain token to roll one additional attack die. So it, because it used the past tense of rolled, you already right. would have done it. So then you get okay. to add the additional attack die and roll it afterwards. As a okay. uh, yeah, as a, a former Gideon Malarus Swarm player, yes, that is correct. Yeah, no, I know that's how it was played, but I have a feeling that there was a clarification that that wasn't correct. Um, but yeah, I yeah. can't find the reference for it now. So no, no, because um, like it specifically says rolled. You... Yeah, no, I know, I know, and that's why it was played that way. But I think there was a clarification, like some of the other stuff, like the, where it said that you shouldn't do that. But I'll have, um, I'll have a quick yeah, look for the FAQ. Yeah, there's no point in arguing about it because I don't know. Um, does Gideon have any other ships than that one in FO? No, so he's only in that one. He's only in Empire as an interceptor and Tie Fighter pilot. Uh... But his ability only affects him in that. And that just says to roll an additional one. That doesn't say. Um... If you rolled less than two, and that's the interceptor, and then the tile in, because I might be remembering something different against a damage defender roll an additional. So, no. Anyway, it was something floating around in the back of my head that said that you needed to combine your attack dice all at the same time or something, but it doesn't matter. We, we can crack on. Tim will jump on and prove me wrong or right in <laughs> a minute if he finds something. Um, so, yeah, well done to Nathan for winning that. Nobody was surprised, I guess, um, when you go to a tournament and somebody like that turns up you kind of go well that's who we've got to beat to win and nobody did so I drew with them though to gg um next one uh gear gaming in birmingham so this is one from the birmingham barons which is a podcast that i used to listen to and love in, in alabama um in kind of the deep south of america uh so the birmingham barons haven't been producing content recently but they're still playing x-wing running events uh so this was won by um charles holcomb pink panther who i played against very recently in uh i think in the sith taker league um so he's um he's a very well regarded player who always plays in a cowboy hat and is a lovely lovely fella from the atlanta hawks um he was flying three bombers and two interceptors uh, no, that's a lie. Darth Vader. <laughs> <laughs> the the sil the silhouettes look the same, but um, but no, it was Battle of Yavin Vader with uh, Tomax Bren, Major Rhymer in the bombers, and then Lurier in the interceptor, and Suntir Fell in in, a, in the interceptor with marksmanship ruthless and shield upgrade on Suntir. So um, ruthless is an interesting choice there because it helps Suntir deal with the. What do I do about my blanks, which he can't afford Predator um, to sort out now? So Ruthless seems like a, a good second choice um, when you've got like a couple of bombers floating about that you know are probably your trade pieces anyway. So they've got um, Saturation Salvo Barrow Rockets and Choice of Bombs. Um, and then Larir's got Lone Wolf and Targeting Computers. So he's a little three-point objective runner who's really hard to pin down with his bendy barrel rolls. Um, yeah, I like this list. It's it's very neat. It's very neat and tidy. Um, and uh, yeah, they played. Um, it looks like top four uh, four rounds into a top two cut. 
Um, so um, he beat uh, Scumlist in top two, um, and it had Fen Rao in a Fang Fighter, Lee Mackay in a Y Wing, Bosk in a Headhunter, the little two pointer for Scum, Han Solo in the Falcon, and Arliss Hadrassian again. So that's a three point tor- proton torpedo carrier, uh, sorry, plasma torpedo carrier. Um, interesting so to see. Yeah, interesting to see um, two three point those three point Y wings in Scum um, coming in. Um, yeah, uh, they bo- were both four and zero, so it was a bigger uh, a bigger tournament because they had two four and at the end of it. Uh, it was twenty one people. Um, so yeah, two four and came down into it, and then well done to Charles who won the uh, won the event. Uh, I mean, you must have an opinion on that um, on that scum list. Somebody, Ben, which is Liam. Wrong. I have no evidence, um, and then it just says, "I thought so." <laughs> Nothing in the errata. <laughs> right, fair enough. I'm uh, probably wrong. If we can't find something, then it means I'm probably wrong. So, I, actually, I actually missed the list because I was just doing something. So, so it was. Like scum- Go on, Liam. A standalone piece. It's great. Six points. Probably one of the few things the scum faction has access to at the moment. And this uh, is it's a not... it's a target locking fen as well, this one, because he's got Mandalorian optics. Yeah, so he just doubles down on that five dice banger at every turn, doesn't it? Yeah. There's no real, of him him getting, uh, no real chance of him getting any less than that. Uh I am struggling to see the value in Beskar after trying to use it once and realising it was front arc only and everything. I hated it. But, uh, but go on. Fen wants to be in your front arc, wants to be at range one of you, and on that occasion where you roll two hits in a crit and he blanks out, then he can say, I'll take one and because he gets his Concordia and he gets rid of that first crit. And that's normally where Fen dies because he blanks out, he gets the one of aid and then is sad. But, you know, looking at this with fearless Predator Mandalorian optics, he's not likely to have to spend his focus token. I mean, there's a high chance that he would have to spend it anyway, but he's got all the rerolls and he's got a free mod with fearless as well. So. It's likely yeah. that the thing he's shooting at will not be there to shoot back. That's yeah, that, that's a fair point. Um, and if you're looking at this fen, then Lima's getting double modded magpulse warheads at you, which if they hit are be depleting. Um, and then he's also got Han also shooting at six with trick shot. Uh, well, I mean, it's trick shot Lando Calrissian for rerolls, perceptive co pilot Lando's Falcon. Land uh, agile gunner and engine upgrade, so it's you know two focus tokens and lots of ways to spend them on that falcon. Um, I guess it's always got the problem this one that it's probably only rolling two dice because there's no way to give strain and stress to people, which is how you get us stress to people, which is how you get it rolling more. But um, I mean, it's natively in the game more often now because of bumps and everything, yeah, plus trick shot. It's a, yep. This is a really interesting list. It is a really, really interesting list. And it's good to see it um, running around on the tables and, and getting to top table. So uh, well done to um, Idea Bender for 
apparently. I'm not sure that's what his mum calls him, but um, <laughs> it, it, might, it might actually be because the person in fourth is P.D. Benderfer. So um, I don't know if that's just, it might be L, L.D. D. Benderfer. Uh, anyway, um, <laughs> looks like it could be a surname and it might very well be what his mum calls him. But, um, so, um, we, I mean, I was going to play the Falcons game on this one, but they're all in the bottom half. Um, so the Rebels didn't have a good day here. But we did see a couple of instances of five T-70s in at third and sixth, which is interesting, because we all thought that that was going to be an absolute menace in the meta, and it just hasn't really shown up. Um, it's four plus something is a little bit more common, but um, everybody seems to not be leaning that way with resistance. So anyway... That's interesting stuff to look at. Um, I probably want to talk about some other factions now. Uh, oh, here's one. Liam, you're going to be happy. You're going to be happy. Kent Washington, Jokes the United States of American. No, he will be. He will be happy because where do you hear the list that won this tournament? So Can I guess six, it? You can guess, but I guarantee that unless you've read it, you will not guess right. Is it Dirge, Cad Bane, DGS 047, DGS 286, DFS 081, the Iron Assembler, and a Horchel prototype at all? Yeah, so you're reading it, aren't you? Good guess, yeah. dude. I, I skipped ahead. Rude. <laughs> Don't lie. Rude. He spoiled it. He could have just pretended. We would have totally <laughs> believed you. Yeah, would have been. <laughs> and and turns out, turns out that the one that you might have liked to do better, which came 14th and went 1 and 3, had not 1, not 2, not 3. Not even four, but five tri fighters in it um, <laughs> didn't do so well. Um, Can't five... believe anybody owns that many. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, somebody does. Uh, five plus what tambour? Um, what? What? Um, so uh, yeah, so like eight a t o d e a. Um, I don't know what this is even. Um, like so, like dirge in a rogue class. So we know dirge is great. He's got Sinkly as a cannon, so not proton cannons. And then Cad being also in a rogue class with, again, Sinkly as a cannons. They both got contraband cybernetics and, and then filled out with kind of talents and elusive and stuff. Um, DGS 047. So Dirge, this is the one that comes back to life. Cad is the one who passes stress to enemies, right? No. So that's the scum Cad. This right. Cad gets to perform an action when a ship is destroyed. Right. Which is probably going to happen because he's got DGS 047 with Kraken. So 047 is. Oh, I, you just tell me. What's, what's 047? 047 is the one that gets a target lock when it shoots a ship at range 0 to 2 in its front oh, arc or something like little, that. He's and the if it's in, initiative if it's, 1 guy, is he? Yeah, and if it's in the bullseye, they get a strain. Right. And the other one. 286. 286. At the beginning of the engagement phase, it gets to steal a calculate token from a friendly ship. Mm -hmm. And Kraken allows three friendly ships at range 0 to 3 of 047 to keep a calculate token. Um, yes. So you have extra calculates floating around. Um, then you've got a Vulture class droid, DFS081, um, which uh, allows you to reduce crit results to hit results when a friendly ship at range zero to one defends. Um, you've got the Iron Assembler who can heal himself. Um, he's got Discord missiles. Uh, sorry, uh, 081 has energy shell, energy shell charges. And these droids have all got independent calculations. And then the Hera Child prototype um, is 
the generic um, that if somebody's in your bullseye and they shoot at somebody that's not you, you can get a target lock or a calculate. Um, yeah, I think that's action. a two or three pip shot uh, ship as well. Yeah, it's a two. It's two pip, and he's got Discord missiles. Um, so basically, you're saying I'm shooting two dice attacks, but they're going to be hyper accurate with that one. He doesn't have the um, he doesn't have the loadout for a good munition. But um, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of stuff here that I would not understand it happening before it happened to me. Um, and I guess that you want to try and kill Dirge and Cad, but they're the hard ones to kill. And while you're spending time trying to kill the other things, they're murdering you mercilessly. I like it. Feels like a kind of thing that I would fly if I owned any Separatists at all. You do, you've got a gauntlet. And you've got I've a fire got, spray. I've got a gun. I've I've not got the cards for the separatist fire spray, and neither not neither of those ships are in this list. So, um, it sounds like the excuses to Yeah, they are. They're just excuses. Um, <laughs> we've got um, the I can see who came, who was on the final table. Bayonite, um, who was a rebel list, and it was um, uh, Luke Skywalker, Gina Moonsong, Hera in an A wing. And Han Solo and Hera has got swarm tactics so that Gina or Luke are shooting at six. Uh, with standard Han loadout of perceptive co-pilot, chopper, Bistan engine upgrade and Millennium Falcon. So he's always getting double focuses. He's always re-rolling um, and he's shooting twice. Hera with swarm tactics and vectored cannons so she can turn away and still be relevant. Um, Gina with collision detector, proton cannon and stabilized S-foils. Um, and then Hera's got her communal kind of focus or evade or whatever. So um, multiple mods for these ships. So Gina can double tap and have extra mods because of Hera. And then Luke with proton torpedoes at five. Yeah, seems good. Um, I can see how it struggled into the swarm, though. I think all of these ships look at a swarm and just melt because um, they're their communal tokens don't last long enough. <laughs> I mean, you Gina. Go on. I was just saying, you didn't you try the sharing token list the other week? It I did, was yeah. A bit of a struggle. I mean, yeah, it's fun. Like, <coughs> I've, I've played three games with it and I've won all of them, but there was a lot of positive dice variance my way. Um, well, negative dice variance my opponent's way, I should say. Um, so their reds were a bit underwhelming and my greens were really good, which meant I didn't have to spend any tokens, which meant I had them for next turn um, kind of thing. But yeah, uh, it's a good it's a good list. I'll chat about it in a little bit once we've finished trotting through this. Um, we've only got two more to go. Um, oh, there's a better one for you here, Liam. North America, Pacific and Berkeley, California. California. Yeah, um, it was won by Rebels with no Falcons, but in third place. We had five tri fighters. Yep. DGS DGS 047 and DFS 81. Um, so, um, so you've got three fearsome predators with treacherous and intercept booster. Oh, they've got intercept booster as well. They've all got treacherous and intercept booster. This is amazing. So it's you've a got fast list. You've got DIS 347 with treacherous and intercept booster. DIS T81 
with treacherous they've all got treacherous and intercept booster and then the three fearsome predators then you've got a vulture class droid to round it out and then you've got dgs 047 with kraken so three of these predators are going to be racing across the board at some point with a held calculate from kraken and then they're going to slam in using their intercept booster to get a lock on something is that what it does am i remembering right uh let me have a quick look hang on bring up yasby oh yes slam to lock slam to lock slam to lock but of course you get the uh weapons disabled yeah but you can yeah oh yeah all sorts of nonsense this is gonna be oh this is gonna be hilarious like (laughs) it's come third i suspect because three people have just gone what as it's suddenly been in their deployment zone, murdering them on turn one or turn two. <laughs> Just been like, wait, wait, what happened? <laughs> That's not supposed to happen. Um, wow. Okay. So what I like about this is, uh, obviously with the three fearsome predators, you literally just look at the one thing you want to die. You assign it the fearful prey. And that means if you did not spend at least one green token during the attack, you gain one strain. So you'll probably just start, you'll fire with everything. So they've got no green token to defend with. And then the other fearsome predators will then just start hitting you and you'll be what minus one edge each time. So there's three things with Fearsome Predator. If you did not spend at least one green token during an attack from a Fearsome Predator, you gain a strain. So you shoot it twice, and then you start shooting it with the Fearsome Predators once it doesn't have green tokens. Ideally, you shoot it once with one of the other ships, which should hopefully strip the token. Then you shoot with the other three. So they stack. And then you shoot with the last one, who's then shooting the ship with a strain token and should hopefully have a lock. Yeah. So DIST81 can still calculate from other people. Fine. Um, can still two, actually, um, which is nice. Um, and then DIS347 can acquire a lock on an object at range one to three that has a friendly lock. So, yeah, there's suddenly an awful lot of double modded three dice attacks from interceptors coming into you with this and yeah wow i was not expecting to see that and that's made me cheerful i'll be honest that has properly perked me up that um (laughs) because i never want to see that across the table for me that looks absolutely disgusting um so (laughs) well done anyway well done to rebels win uh he was right um they did um they played. Uh, they played four rounds of Swiss and Rebels win one. Uh, he did have a Falcon. Uh, no, he didn't have a Falcon. I'm lying. Um, so he had Gina, Luke, Corin, Bodica, and Keel. Um, so nice little combos of things. Um, lots of token sharing, mod passing um, with Corin, uh, and bits of double taps and kind of protection from Bodica offered to the rest of the list because if you don't shoot at her she yeah she does the double taps and yeah all a bit cheeky all a bit cheeky and a lot of and, and happening at high initiatives as well three i5s so dirty uh I was about to say there was no falcons at this tournament but there was spoonbot <laughs> spoonbot in the sixth brought a falcon 
Uh, oh, I thought he was just insulting whoever come last then. No, no. <laughs> oh, no. good old Spoonbot. <laughs> oh, good old Spoonbot. No, that, that's the name he gave himself on Rule Better. Good old Spoonbot. Right. At least it's easier than trying to actually pronounce people's in unpronounceable real names. Like, yeah, but that's more funny. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Last one of these. Um, and then I'm, I'm aware that Tim asked us to keep it short and we've not. So I'm going to wrap it up a little bit <laughs> after this. Um, so we have, uh, we are back in the realms of um, why not Rebels. Uh, in this instance, Rebels didn't win. It was won by, uh, let me just check because they've played a top cut. Final bracket was won by Crazy Game. Crazy Game was not Rebels. Okay, so it was won by um, Imperials uh, and it was won by uh, the three bombers with Battle of Yavin Vader and then Vizier in a Reaper with Palpatine. Um, so... Yeah, I just thought, oh, that looks like a familiar list. But instead of three TIE fighters, you've got three bombers with three dice attacks. Oh, it's uh, a Reaper. <laughs> yeah, and Vizier is always good. So this one was in Arizona. Um, so, uh, yeah, well done to uh, to Crazy Game. And then uh, the player that came second was, uh, I don't know. I've given up, given up on being able to figure out how to make roll better work. Um, so... Um, we didn't have too many uh, instances of um, of Falcons doing well in this, but well, we did have two in cut, so I'm lying. Uh, and they look like identical. <laughs> they look like identical lists. It was a Falcon. Uh, it's so becoming it's a Han. theme, this Rich. Of yeah, you lying. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's it's Hand Look Wedge Keo and Sabine, and it's happened twice. Um, so it's um, yeah, it's this Bartosz's list. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, and there were three of them that finished third, fourth, and fifth, um, identical, identical lists. So, um, yeah. So that's there we go. We're getting, sir. I mean, we're getting a frame on the meta at the minute, aren't we? Like the store championships meta is always a bit crazy. Um, you might see some completely random stuff turning up um, in a store championship, but um, if you're in the UK, you need to be prepared for Falcons. It could be wall-to-wall -wall Falcons like Sheffield. It could be one or two, but those uh, those hand solo lists are very strong. Poe is very strong in the resistance. Uh, Ray is very strong in the resistance as well. Um, so, you know, you're going to see Falcons and you're also going to see those bomber lists. But, I mean, some of that epically crazy stuff that's come out from Separatists is making me have a smile on my face because store championships should be like that. Um, you mentioned the list I was flying the other day. Um, apparently, it won a store championship in America a few weeks ago. Somebody flagged it up in a somebody flagged it up in a Discord, and I was like, "Oh yeah, that was good." So it's like it's the old Heritani list with Benthic, Kyle Katarn, um, and it, it used to be yeah Garvin and is it Wedge Hera? No Hera. Um, Hera sorry. Um, and now you can, instead of having Garvin, you can have Bodica. So you've got some protection for your other pieces on a on a more survivable ship. Um, but you can also fit Sabine in as well. Um, so, yeah, it's one of those things where it's got a huge amount of kind of interactions and triggers. And, like, it's got revenge shots. And you can start, like, engagement with, you know, three focuses on Hera. And anybody can have them. And they can be an evade when you get them. And... Um, yeah, you can save focuses on Kyle and you've got, I think, three double modded three dice attacks or four if you count Hera's missile. And yeah, it's all just a little bit 
it's all just a little bit silly to be honest with you um because i've played it three times and each of the times i've suddenly lost a bunch of ships and thought i was in trouble and then it's like oh i've won okay um so yeah it, it's daft like how, how, how slowly it dies is crazy because they, they have to really shoot everything into one target to burn through your token stacks um your communal token stacks before they start working on the tokens those ships have got themselves um <sighs> otherwise they just can't do damage so i almost um, did it you almost did it yeah but True. then you, so almost is you just did as didn't but then but you did find out what leia and what leia does when you've got a bunch of ships with stops and a wings with sloops and k turns and stuff and what Boudicca's revenge shot was about. So it was a learning experience for you. I believe the exact conversation we had, and I'll shorten it, going, oh, you've got Leia. Ten minutes later, oh, you've got Leia? I wish I'd have known that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, something like that. So, I mean, no, I'd recommend it as a list. It's a lot of fun. Um, it's a lot of fun. It's all those creek like squeaky little interactions that people just don't see don't think about it, don't understand what's happening um and you even take time to explain it at the start and they go right okay um but it's got such a difficult target priority like i think it's an obvious target priority but um I, I think that's the obvious one but if you play him well he can be very hard to get shots on um so he can stop and he can stop a couple of turns in a row you can punish people for going after him and he's still got you know, two focuses, probably access to a couple of evades being passed from Hera. Um, and he's still got five health and two greens. So, you know, it takes a lot to kill him. And it's hard to put that many ships on one target when it can move quite erratically. So, um, and if you do, you're being punished for it because Bodica shoots you. And anyway, um, we're going to wrap it up there. We've talked for an hour and a half about lists. Um We've tried to, so we got some feedback um, from one of our listeners that we kind of assumed too much knowledge. And I've noticed Liam doing it deliberately and I've been trying to do it where rather than just saying, oh yeah, it's just a standard ray build is we actually discuss what it is and, and how it works and that kind of thing. So um, if you do have any other feedback for us that can make the podcast better um, or more accessible, then please do let us know because we just sit and chat for like an hour and a half every Monday night about X-Wing. And it's easy to assume that everybody knows all of the things that we've talked about elsewhere. Um, and obviously, we talk to each other all the time about this stuff, um, but we only record an hour and a half of it a week. Um, so yeah, if if stuff doesn't make sense, please do let us know um, so that we can go through it again and, and make it make sense. Um, so um, that, can I just jump in? Yeah. So uh, I'm declaring a draw in the Battle of the Gideon. A draw. A draw. So. Uh, okay. So, Chris Mitchell, uh, Judge Extraordinaire, has ruled on the AMG Rules Forum that uh, while the errata text for Commander Malarus uh, means that uh, her, he's, well, he says his, but Malarus is a, a female. He's a lady. Lead. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, her pilot ability now happens before the modified dice step, step 2B, as rolling additional dice or fewer dice does not happen in modification. Getting has uh, pilot step happens in the roll attack dice, which is 2A. So you'd roll your two dice, then you'd have to choose to Gideon. Then if you is a blank, then you're forced to Malarus. Then you move on to modify attack dice. Right. So you do roll the dice 
and then choose to take a strain and roll the extra one. I mean, I, yeah. I would. I mean, yeah. that is a little assumption because it does say rolled on the card. So I think you have to roll your two dice to yeah. then be able to then say, right now, I'm going to use Gideon. Yeah. Which is take a strain to roll an extra red dice against a defender if you roll two or fewer. Yeah. Um, ben, go mute you. And then, then the interaction is that Malarus says that if you have a blank, then you have to re-roll it. Yeah, so if, if if there is a blank, you have to take a strain to re-roll the blank. So you can end up double strained? Yes. Uh, yes, you would be, yes. Yeah, okay. Yep, strain, strain yes. from Gideon, strain from Malarus, and then, but then you can then spend a focus, or you could also potentially spend a target lock on the dice that you didn't Malarus. Yeah, so it's it's not a draw. I was wrong, and you were right. So, like, okay. if you take if you take Malarus out of the equation, basically, Chris's answer says it's not a dice modification. Therefore, you roll two, and then you take a strain to add the third one. Yeah, um, which you then roll, and then other rules happen um, if it happens. So you were right, and I was wrong. There we go. Happens a lot. I was wrong as well today about does Volandas work with afterburners, and I said no because of the Annika ruling, and then I got corrected, and it's yes because it's different. And I was like, oh, I will never understand all of these rules. Um, I might give up trying and let somebody else take over. It's a <laughs> chip. You just need to believe us. Yeah, I, I do. To be honest, that's the easiest way to do it. Um, I mean, reading the cards really doesn't help with most of these interactions. <laughs> like, <laughs> so I've read the cards and I think it works, but wait a minute, let me just go and check the flow chart of the steps and the how the ability queue functions and whether you can add things and remove things and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's just, yeah, it's complicated and I wish it was simpler, but it's mostly simpler. Uh, but there's a few things that are just such edge cases, it's ridiculous. Um, I'm okay with most things, but when we start getting the cues in, that, that does get a lot uh, confusing. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, it, it, it's it's awkward. Um, but, you know, that's, that's the game that we play. And, th- I mean, this is one of the things that we talk about, the simplicity of the game. And, like, we make assumptions that other people have the same kind of level of knowledge of the game as we have. And even when you're talking about everything and you play the game as much as we do there is a single interaction with a single card in a faction that you might not play on a single pilot and it's like right but what if this pilot in that faction takes that upgrade and does this in this situation and it's like and you can always work it through but sometimes you need to get a pen and paper out and figure out what what order stuff's happening in because it's just complex but um cool um so uh, we've got a store championship next weekend at Sanctuary. Tim's going to that one, I think. Um, and we've also got Atlas Gaming going on down in Gloucester. Liam, you're going to that one? Yeah, and I'm just... I don't know. I just don't want to see a load of Falcons. I feel really demotivated. Are you trying to figure out if you've got five Tri-Fighters? Yeah, boy. <laughs> no, I've got four. Oh, I'm sure you can borrow one. No, I've thing is i know i've got to play against falcon so i'm just gonna look at what can defeat that and the initiative kill fo and then just crack on and just Sounds win it's just that you can't bring um nantex that's what it is yeah no, what i might do is take an assortment of whispers that'll be fun or i might just scrub out and take scum for the fun of it just borrow Adam's Falcon and just take a Falcon. 
if you take scum, then you won't need to make an excuse why you do well. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Right. No pr- I'm not putting any pressure on myself anyway. I just want to enjoy the game. It'll be a it'll be a good event. I know Steve's um Steve's shown off a lot of the swag that they've gathered. So they've got a whole bunch of the world stuff that came back um going on there. They've got a whole bunch of Louis Leong stuff. Um and um Alex Bolton cleared up from the bounties table at the Welsh Open and he's gonna slam all of that in uh, to the prize support as well. So um Atlas Gaming is gonna be one to one to bring a spare tote bag with you. Um if you're if you're wanting to bring back a bunch of swag, it'll be a good one. Um and there's a five guys nearby. <laughs> <laughs> Eyes on the prize, focus down. It's all good. Um, did you guys see the pictures of the um the the almost very, very, very almost finished trophy for the Sith Taker Open? I did because I got a message off yes. my wife while I was working. What is this? <laughs> <laughs> did she does she want it? <laughs> yeah, if you're gonna give it her, I think that's only fair. <laughs> Totally won't um, keep it myself. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, it's it's this absolutely beautiful diorama. Like, and he's taking pictures outside, so you've got the clouds in the sky in the background of a, of a beautiful English summer's day as well. So, like, the, it looks like a scene from a movie. And like, if you didn't know it was a diorama and it was all fixed, like the water effect and everything, it's it's amazing. It's incredible. Um, with pictures on our Facebook page and on the event page and on our Discord. Um, if you want to go and have a look, if you've not seen it already, uh, I'm super happy. Uh, we've got a little logo almost finished being designed by um, Kester. Um, so once that's done, um, we'll send that down to Ryan, who's doing the... Um, He's doing the diorama for us. He's going to put that onto the tournament box. Um, and then it'll be basically finished and it'll come and live in my house for the period of time between me receiving it and the Sith Taker open. So, it'll live in um, Mitch's house till it mysteriously goes missing. Do you know what's scary? As a result of putting the pictures up and saying, look at this cool first place trophy, I've had two people asked to be added to the waiting list. And I'm like, there's like 28 people on the waiting list already, but I'll add you. <laughs> no worries. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the prize is more impressive if you see some of the really early pictures that we've seen. Yeah. Because like, it just looks like a bunch of rocks stuck together. It doesn't look like anything. <laughs> yeah. And then it's like, yeah, we, we saw a bunch of work in progress stuff from like, where it was just like piles of carved out like plastic plasterboard and stuff where but you know ryan is a is an impressively a cv'd model maker like it's incredible some of the work stuff that he's done work on in the past um and like he's got this kind of hobby where he's connected into x-wing and i'm just so glad that and like blessed that we've been able to um leverage his skills um to get them i'm really looking i know he's planning to go to worlds 24 um so i'm really looking forward to spending some time with him um like, i don't think i've ever met him before no um i thought i had but i don't think i have uh, or if i have i can't remember but um we chat so much because we've been working through this thing um he says he's going to try and come up to the open but obviously with the big wait list and he doesn't have a ticket um we might have to try and squeeze him in somehow but um if he does, but he's also saving up to go to Chicago the month after. So I'm very conscious that the STO is not well-timed for people who are wanting to go to Worlds. So, um, yeah. It was another good suggestion from me, wasn't it? And not a bad one, Liam. You are my go-to guy for what should we get for a trophy for next February. Um, you just have to so, siphon through all the excitedness he gets. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, to be honest, that, that, 
Go on. No, you go. I say, like, can we just get a set of prizes that rolls down to top four, please? <laughs> yeah, I know how much effort. Like, Ryan is genuinely tempted to make another one of these for himself because he likes it so much. Um, but I know how much time and effort he's put into it, and like literally how many hours. Um, and <laughs> if if we were paying by the hourly rate that we should be paying for, we couldn't afford this if nobody else got any prizes. He's doing as an absolute solid. Like it's a it's a labor. He's in, he enjoys doing it, which is obviously why. And we are paying for it, obviously. But um, yeah, if he was charging us an hourly rate at minimum wage, we would not been able to afford this. Um, so we're not getting four done. It's the long and the short of that conversation, Liam. Um, you know, if we get a top four prize, Liam will make five. <laughs> oh God! Don't remind me. Oh, it's gonna happen. Missed out on the cool stuff. Why can you yeah. only do well at the Sifter Open? I don't know. It's the only time I'm there to just literally enjoy myself. And you're usually absolutely hanging out your ass. That's probably why. I think it's because it's a chilled out event, and like it's not, it's not ever like a a big pressure. You know, this is the big AMG thing. It's like you know, you come and you have a bit of fun. It's a it's a big fun event, and you know, the top tables get spicy, and you know, it all gets you know a bit tense. But you know, then down the bottom, you've got people roaring with laughter throwing the pints back trying to figure out if they can successfully fly eight ships off the board that turn you know it's just like yeah everybody has a good time so it kind of the whole the whole ethos of the event is that it, there's something for everybody so people tend to be more relaxed when they go into it um and not stressed out about doing well i don't know maybe you just right. ruined my insulting liam. liam why would you do that <laughs> right i said we were going to wrap up 20 minutes ago and we've not even started so i am going to start wrapping up now um so um ben have you got any shout outs that you want to do uh just everyone who's been involved in the league yeah it's finished now well done yeah. to illy uh, from germany who was the only undefeated player across eight rounds well done him or did he get defeated once anyway he's smashed it um Including smashing Liam. Um, Liam, have you any shout outs other than, Lee, other than to Ellie for smashing you up? Uh, I'm, I'm going to shout out Misha, who's my round eight opponent, because uh, it went horribly for him. Uh, look, I think there was one mistake we pointed out, but then Sunfak decided to feast on TIE Fighters for the rest of the game, and he, he was eating through one at a. Oh, rude. Rude. Um, so, um, yeah, uh, just Misha, nothing else. Oh, uh, shout out Boarding Brum, store, store championship, 23rd of September, Falcons are banned, use your imagination. <laughs> Does that mean you're not allowed to bring Nantex? I won't bring Nantex. No, he's going to bring a Falcon. Use, I'll bring a Falcon. <laughs> and... <laughs> Falcons are banned. Liam brings a falcon. I'm the TO. What are you going to do? <laughs> Change my mind. I've altered the deal. <laughs> um, right. I think that's us then. Um, I don't think I've got any shout outs for this time around. Um, I'm racking my brain to try and think, think if I've promised that I'm going to say hello to anybody, but I haven't. Um, so, uh, yeah. Uh, on that note, then it's goodbye from Ben. Goodbye. Goodbye from Liam. Toodles. And it's goodbye from me and also Tim. Bye.
Are you talking, Tim, by the way? Okay. The show, Daddy. <laughs> <laughs>